Hey everyone, welcome back to Heart Free Ron's Impact 32 podcast. We're so excited that you're tuning in for this special episode today. My name is Gillian Harper, and I have the privilege of serving on our Heart Free Ron team. And for those of you who have been with us before, you know that Heart Free Ron is a partnership of over a hundred different ministries. And today we have the honor of talking with one of our partners and friends, Jen Murph. Jen currently serves as the president and the CEO of the MENA Leadership Center, where she and her team work to train up Christian leaders to spread the gospel in the MENA region. You're not going to want to miss this episode as Jen shares her inspiring story of miraculous healing. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. What an absolute privilege. I love Heart for Run. They are one of my most favorite ministries of integrity, of honor, and of impact. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. It's it's uh, incredible to get to talk to you today. And just hearing even a little bit about your testimony has been so inspiring and so impactful. And I want to share with our listeners what the Lord has been doing in your life just in the past year, can you give us a little bit of an inside look of, of what he's been doing in your life? Absolutely. So a little over a year ago, um, I was at a conference where they gathered a lot of high impact ministries in the MENA. And while I was there, they called up three women, one from Iran, one from Yemen and me. And I was kind of shocked. I was like, what are they calling me up for? Mm. And as I got off the stage, um, after they said, we believe these women are going to do great things for Jesus and we're going to pray a blessing over them and, and send them out to do the work of the Lord. I began to experience the worst headache of my life. I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, like just your adrenaline's pumping and things like that. But then the headache didn't go away. Did You know, the whole day, it, it just pounded. Then the next day, the headache was still there. And then the next day, it was still there. As soon as I got home, um, I I ended up, my husband says, babe, I really think we need to go to the emergency room. And I was like, I'm fine. I've had four kids. Like I can handle a little headache. And he was like, no, you really do need to go. And so while soon I found out that I had an AVM, which is an arteriovenous malformation, mm-hmm. which is like a, a group of uh, like blood vessels that get entangled. You're born with it. Oh, wow. Here I've done a master's, a doctorate. I've given birth to four children Mm. and I've never had a rupture. Most people, if they have a rupture, it's very deadly. Mm. And I remember thinking, God, what are you doing? Like I have been faithful. What's happening here? Mm. I was scared. I'm sure there are things in your life that you felt afraid of. And so we gathered and rallied the troops and people all around the world throughout the Middle East, North Africa, Turkey, Pakistan, the United States, Brazil. I would had thousands of people praying and crying out to God, and I needed it. Mm. I ended up going in for this surgery, and what should have been in and out of the hospital within a month ended up being a lot longer than we anticipated. Um, I ended up getting infections after infection. They had to remove my skull plate. Um, I had to relearn to walk. Mm. I had to relearn to talk. I had to relearn to lift my arms. I 
I had no function on the right side of my body. And I remember laying in bed and I was on mission Monday through Saturday. I was going to tell everyone who walked through my doors about Jesus. Mm. But on Sundays, which makes me a little, on yeah. Sundays, it was quiet. And I thought, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, I have been faithful. Why did you take these things from me? And I remember almost feeling like guilty. But then God meets us in our vulnerability. He meets us in our weakness. When we're weak, he is strong. Yes. And I think understanding that scripture made me realize he's not upset that I'm upset. In fact, he's sad that I'm hurting. And so it was an amazing experience week after week to have to really lean in. And so towards the end of my stint at this particular hospital, I was in the hospital total uh, three and a half months without seeing my family. Um, And I had to relearn, of course, to walk and things like that. But by the end of it, it's like God gave me this big hug. Like, I got you, girl. I got you. You're okay. Mm. And, um, and I was able to love people and minister to people. It gave me a deeper sense of purpose, focused on the goodness of God and his purposes, not just for my life, wow. but my children's life, my husband's life, my friend's life, I, the ministry's life. Mm. And knowing that despite me, God is still doing things. It was, um, it changed my life in the best way, even though it's been hard. And I know that we all deal with things that are hard. Absolutely. That's not unique to me. Mm -hmm. So my prayer is that God would use this story to encourage people. Yeah. You don't have to go through a brain injury to have to meet God. It can be in your marriage, in your schooling, in your career, um, all kinds of things, but God is present. And his promises are yes and amen. There was a song throughout my journey um, that I remember listening to every day. I couldn't, because I couldn't use the right side of my body, I couldn't do certain things. And so I would ask my nurses, could you put on this song and just put it on repeat? And they Mm -hmm. said, of course. And I want to read the words to you. Yes, please. I love you, Lord. Your mercy never fails me. All my days. I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head to rest, I will sing of the goodness of God. The second verse goes, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire. In darkest nights, you are close like no other. I've known you as a father, and I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. And so even in the midst of my deepest brokenness. God was present and his goodness never failed me. And so I'm so thankful to be out of this journey. It's been a little over a year mm. and I've gotten all my function back. Wow. Uh, I'm walking miles a day. Mm. In fact, I'm exercising more now than I yes. ever in the past. <laughs> I'm like, no one's going to take that from me. Right. <laughs> it was kind of me you know, telling the devil where he should go. Absolutely. And so it was one of those moments. So, wow. yeah, there's wow. great. Jen, I, I'm getting emotional just listening to you 
And as you were reading the words of that song, I even just this morning was singing that song and the Lord was ministering to me just through that song. And as you're reading those words, it just, wow. I mean, cause the Lord just takes you through in my mind, as I'm, as I'm worshiping to songs like that, he takes you in your memories to moments in your life that you have so desperately needed him. And he has been there each and every time. And to hear your story is, wow, it just reminds us of the goodness and the faithfulness of God in every single way. And and how inspiring it is also to hear the, the, um, the community of people that gathered together, the body of Christ, to pray and contend um, that the Lord would move in your life. And to hear even just his closeness. I mean, it just, it, wow, it ministers to me so greatly. And um, thank you for sharing that with us. That was, it's such a beautiful story. Um, Well, and even the journey continues because I'm still in contact with my medical team from Harvard. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't find anyone to treat me, but there's a physician um, at Harvard that says, I will take her case. It took a big risk because it was the largest and most complex AVM anyone has ever treated. Wow. And so he took a chance on me. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, one of my surgeries got canceled because I had a bad infection. And he ended up putting me in the bougie suite. So you could pay a lot of money extra to go to a really nice suite to get. But so he paid for it. Wow. I remember him walking in. And asking me some very sweet questions about how he needed ministered to and how God uses us even in our brokenness. Wow. Of course, I was sad, but I was also like celebrating like God, like I'm able to love my medical team. So God doesn't make mistakes. Absolutely. Oh, that's incredible. Um, One thing that we have been focusing on, and I heard a little bit of it in your story, is the importance of the word of God and standing on the word of God. Can you tell us what role the word of God has played in your life and also how it's translated into your ministry in a spiritual way, but also a practical way? So I couldn't read. Mm. I couldn't read. I had to, like, it came easily later. But at the time, I couldn't read the word of God. But I remember putting, asking my nurses to put the Bible app on. And I would just listen to scripture. I remember just weeping, thinking, God, you are who you say you are. It is, you do not make mistakes. You have me in the palm of your hands. And so the word of God became um, an anchor. That's the best way I can explain in the darkest season of my life. And so I think everyone can, if you are a believer, can think of times where the Bible and his word has been an anchor in your own life. You don't have to have a brain, you know, AVM Mm -hmm. to lean on God's word. And so I'd encourage people to keep doing that in your darkest and even not in your darkest moments, Mm -hmm. maybe in the happiest of moments, right? um, but leaning on God's word. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, Because a lot of the stories that we've received, um, 
from the people that we've been sending Bibles to has, has been so similar to that, that it is an anchor and that it is, um, life saving too. And, um, so miraculous that they have the word of God. And so that's why it's been so important for us and at the forefront of our ministry to be able to send Bibles to people that don't have it because we know the power of the word of God and how important it is to our salvation and our relationship with him. So thank you for um, sharing that and emphasizing that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the MENA Leadership Center and the mission behind that. Can you tell us, um, just as someone who is heading up that ministry, can you tell us the mission and the heart behind the MENA, MENA Leadership Center? Absolutely. So the MENA Leadership Center's mission is to bridge leadership gaps and expand the capacity and impact of Christian leaders throughout the region, both in, in the MENA, Turkey, and Pakistan, by providing the tools that are essential to the expansion and acceleration of the gospel. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, and in that, can you tell us a little bit about um, maybe a testimony? We heard your your personal testimony, and we, and we know that um, we overcome by the word of the Lamb and the word um, of our testimony, the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And um, I want to hear a little bit about maybe an a inside look, an instance where um, – the MENA Leadership Center has um, brought the Great Commission in the earth. Yeah, so we launched MLC in 2020, which no one in their right mind would have thought that would have been a good time to launch a center. <laughs> right. Actually, it was the best time to mm -hmm. launch a center. Um, we did it, obviously, in the midst of COVID. And since then, we have trained 1,271 leaders from wow. 31 nations, 366 ministries mm -hmm. have gone through the center. And so the impact that we've had, we would have never dreamed of having yeah. that type of impact. But we've leaned in and listened to the needs of the people. So it's not a Western program. We have surrounded ourselves around um, people who have a heart for the gospel and for Jesus, but they're from the region. Um, for the most part, we have some Westerners that maybe teach um, fundraising or something like right. that uh, because it's just different. But um, it's been amazing to see that we just um, we just finished a course focused on psychological first aid in Syria after the earthquake. Okay, yeah. it really provided the tools to help them, um, both the medical professionals and the lay, uh, you know, the lay people. Yeah. Uh, to be able to do what it takes to bring healing to not just the body, mm. but the mind. Yeah. And because trauma is real, Absolutely. Whether, whether you're going through an earthquake or there's some type of abuse right. or scandal, um, trauma is real. And the church has to make space to be able to connect to the hearts of people and bring that healing. Yeah. And so that was in the forefront of what we wanted to do this year because we were asked. It wasn't even necessarily part of our main uh, course offerings, but they were saying, you know, Jen, Fadi, Fadi is our VP, please provide courses focusing on trauma. We are desperate. Yeah. And so it's been one of the things that's been very important to us is to meet needs that they need because we don't want to have assumed needs Right. We want to hear real needs so that we can lean in to what the Lord's doing. Yeah, 
that is so important. And even just hearing all of what is happening in the MENA, there is so much trauma and uh, so much that people are going through. And hearing that is, um, it's just so important and it's so needed. And I'm so glad to hear that that has become a focus of your ministry. Um, We know that working in ministry also doesn't come without its trials and um, its obstacles. And it's not an easy task or it it wouldn't be the work of the kingdom of God, really. Um, and so I, I want to hear from you maybe what are some of the obstacles that you have encountered in, in working with this ministry and how have you overcome them? So like any ministry or organization or even business, because I'm sure even business people are going to listen to this. There are roadblocks. It's just part of the journey. Yeah. And having challenges are not unique to me. Everyone Mm -hmm. has challenges. Um, But learning and growing and depending on God's faithfulness through those uh, broken moments are vital. Yes. And I think my team and I and everyone else in the MENA are having to learn um, to really lean into what God is saying. And we don't have to figure everything out on our own yeah. community of believers are important. Um, and as we were going through this, um, I think that being okay with not getting it right all the time and having detour moments like, okay, we're going this way, yeah. but we need to have a detour. I don't think leaders give themselves a little grace yeah. in the area that it's okay to say, all right, take two. We're going to try this again. Right. Um, Or take 10 sometimes. Mm. And so if I, as we've gone through this journey, both before I went on leave and even afterwards, learning to be gracious to one another, learning to be a people of prayer, right? knowing that obstacles will happen, leaning into what the Holy Spirit is trying to say, being gracious to one another. I think are so important. Um, I used to think that being in ministry would take away like all the, I don't know, drama in people's lives. But all people um, are in desperate need of Jesus. I'm in desperate need of Jesus. And so I think one of the things that my team and I had to do was just really go before the Lord go before the Lord often. And they did. And I'm so proud of the team because they had to overcome a lot in my absence. Yeah. I'm very proud. Wow. I think that's so important in not only leadership, but just ministries in general is to have grace for one another and to stay before the Lord and before the Holy Spirit to um, get guidance and get direction and know that when you face these challenges, um, he's right there with you and he is um, redirecting our paths. He is continually um, realigning us with his word and with his purpose and mission. Um, one thing I want um, I want to ask you is how can we um, be praying for you and your ministry? Well, my desire is to follow the heart of God. Yeah. Whether it's personally, as a ministry, as a team. Um, And I want to be able to serve the region well. I want to lean into what the Lord wants because we can have our plans. 
Right. We can have all these ideas and dreams and I'm a visionary. I'm a go-getter type of girl. Yeah. But if I miss the Lord, that's not impact. And so my desire is to know God, to make him known um, and to follow his purposes. So that's one thing that I could really use prayer for. Mm-hmm. And then to pray for all of our team and our faculty, um, all of our participants, we have had such an incredible impact. But when I hear stories from all the different participants and the challenges that they're facing, it's real. They It makes my challenges look like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's very humbling. And so please pray for our participants. That's if, if there's one thing, because they're hurting, there's a re- real life in a, in a very, in a region that has challenges that Americans will never understand. So mm-hmm. prayer for that would be great. Absolutely. Wow. Jen, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such an incredible and impactful conversation. Um, just hearing about what the Lord is doing in your life and your ministry. And um, I hope we can have you on again to hear more. Um, But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. Absolutely. And for those listening, uh, I just want to thank you for tuning in to this special episode with Jen Murph today. Um, If you want to learn more about the MENA Leadership Center and all the work that they're doing to spread the gospel in the earth, you can visit them at MENAleadershipCenter.com. And we also want to stay connected with you here at Heart for Iran. And you can do that by going to HeartForIran.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Heart for Iran. And just stay connected with us and hear all that the Lord is doing through this ministry. Uh, We pray that you are blessed by this episode today, and we hope that you stay tuned for more to come here on the Impact 32 podcast.